Recording with me on a Friday night is Mr. Lee Hancock. What's going on, guys? Lee here. What's going on, Padre? You well? Uh, yeah, I'm well. I'm, I'm happy I've just watched two massive, not massive, but two game sevens. Huge. It huge. is huge. Enormous. I can't wait to break that down shortly with you, my friend. Also joining us, Mr. Roy Hancock. Yeah, how are we going? Mate, Good. I am up and about. I am fired up for tonight. Yep. We have got the conference finals underway, and it's been an electric start, to say the least. It's been an electric week of basketball. Very excited to be breaking it down. The game plan for today... We're going to rip through a couple of quick odds and ends on the NBA, on the NBL. We're then going to delve into those two game sevens that you have mentioned there, Lee. We will, yeah. Um, and just discuss what went wrong for the Suns, what went wrong for the Bucks, um, and how that all played out. We're then going to transition to what's going on at the moment. As I said, the conference finals. And just kind of have a little bit of a chat about what we've seen so far, whether our predictions have changed, and uh, discuss everything everything NBA-related from the last few Very days. Very keen. Very keen. Let's do it. Lads, before we get into it, a couple of quick shout-outs. Namely to the cover, Spotlight Sports Network and Pop Culture Pros. We are super stoked to be part of all three of those networks, loving everything that they do for up-and-coming content creators, such of it, such as ourselves here, aren't we, lads? Yep, absolutely. Content creators, yep. is that what we are? Uh, I, you'd, you'd say so, by definition, yes. Absolutely. Businessmen. Businessmen, yeah, I like that. Let's go with that. That sounds good. Um, so we certainly appreciate all the work those three networks do. Guys, be sure to stay up to date. All of our socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, like, subscribe, wherever you listen to the show. We certainly appreciate it. And most importantly, share the show. Please Anyone do. you know who likes basketball, get around them. Hit your boys up. We love new listeners. So um, no, we certainly appreciate it, guys. Brilliant. Let's get into it. As I said, a lot to get through. Let's mm. start with some odds and ends. Now, this is almost a bit of a spoof one that I saw during the week. Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> oh, what's Kendrick uh, said this time? Kendrick has said the Lakers should look at trading AD for Kyrie Irving. Now, oh I, I saw this, and I just wanted to get your opinions real quickly on it. Like, this was just absolutely ridiculous in my mind. Lee, I can see your eyes there, kind of the, uh, the, the <laughs> almost a glazed look in them. Mm. Where do you sit on this one, mate? I don't know. You could say it for anyone. And Sorry, but anything, anytime I see anything come out of Kendrick Perkins' mouth, I'm like, this isn't going to be good, and no. he hasn't failed this time. <laughs> you could pretty much just say... Swap AD for any star. But, but this, this combination this in particular like. is what stood out to me. Kyrie for AD. I don't know. It's not like, what they need. Are you, um, are you kidding? Just the fact that this guy's got a role in the media. If you look at the team, the way it's constructed, if you mm. would have LeBron, mm. Russell Westbrook, Kyrie <laughs> Irving, three of the most ball-dominant players in the league and arguably history at the moment, yeah. you're sacrificing your you know, elite-level big man. I just Well, they're going to have as their big man, Stanley Johnson. Nothing against Stanley. It was good in moments this season, yet we still Not missed out on enough. the play inside. So maybe that enough. speaks volumes. But yeah, Kendrick Kendrick has sort of lived up to his reputation as a shock jock in the media, hasn't he? He's dropped the ball here, but it was just it was just bizarre. It's kind of one of those moments where I kind of think to myself, wow, us three must have something. We are on the right track because if he's got a job, anyone can get a job. ESPN doesn't keep him on for his knowledge. They keep oh, him no, on. they can't do. Obviously. They keep him on for his shock value, don't they? Yeah, they do. They're all shock jocks. Maybe we need to get a little bit of more. more need you know, some Kendricks on the pod. Well, it depends how it. reputable you want to be referred yeah. as. Yeah, no, we'd, maybe we don't go that route. No, maybe, um, maybe. I guess a piece with a little more substance. Mm. During the week, it was announced that the Board of Governors, who have a meeting in July, are looking at a rule change for the league, um, set to follow in the lines of the G League and FIBA in uh, changing the transition take foul rule. Okay. So just explain, to, explain to me. So, you know, on the offensive end, you give up a board and the, you know, the team that grabs that board transitioning, like okay. a lot of oppositions will just take a foul to stop that oh, transition yeah. is it, um, to break up the play. How but, is it not a clear path? No, yeah, well, well, it, it is slightly different because it's not a clear path. It's just okay. stopping a transition. Mm. But the idea is to, as well as keeping possession, um, the team's also awarded a free throw. As, yep. as I said, the G League have tried this at a rule that FIBA used as well. And it kind of just, you know, I guess reduces the chance of players just taking unnecessary fouls, slowing the speed of the game down. Mm, I like um, this, actually. I, I like the idea. It, it incentivizes you to play good quality ball and to get back properly on D instead of taking the cheap way out. So um, looking forward to seeing, hopefully that come to life in that meeting in July. Ro, how do you feel about this rule? Do you think it will aid the game? Yeah, I, I certainly do. Um, I just think, Anything that um, prevents the pauses in game, mm. because I know as an NBA fan, 
Uh, one of the one of my biggest cons with the game at the moment is the pauses in the game, particularly in key moments of yes, the game. Absolutely. So anything that sort of makes it more of a free flowing game, um, more than happy with that. Fantastic. Speaking of free flowing game, a lot of youngsters in the league, you know, increase that that speed mm. of game. It's it's what we love that young energy. Yeah. Some new youngsters coming into the league with the upcoming draft. Mm. We now have the draft lottery results officially announced during the week. I'll rip through the 1 to 14 and we can mm. uh, give our key takeaway from this. Um, the Orlando Magic with the number one Ooh. pick. Unbelievable. Uh, OKC number two, number oh. three, the Houston Rockets, four, the Sacramento Kings, five, the Detroit Pistons, six, the Pacers, seven, the Trailblazers, eight, the Pelicans, nine, the Spurs, 10 for the Wizards, 11 for the Knicks, 12 for the Thunder once again. 13 for your Hornets, yeah. Lee, and 14 for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, yeah. wow, big get there for uh, for Orlando, but yeah. probably for the top three teams. It feels like a top three heavy draft there. Who's um, second? Uh, the Thunder. Okay, so, so, yeah. oh, that's good. so that's their 22nd first round pick? Yeah, oh, it's just, it's it's just, just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. How and many have they got, honestly? Like, it's just too many winner, to count at this they? point. Yeah. Two picks within the top 14 is, or the top 13 even. It's huge. Top 12, should I say. Top 12 there, I think, in the year. 13 yeah, Hornets lead, but that, that's massive for them, isn't it? I'll and tell you what. Sam Presti would be licking his lips at the moment if he wasn't already. Do you I, think, do you think if you're the OKC Thunder, you've got – the amount of first round picks that they do already now they've got the second pick in pick in the draft. Yeah. Do they get creative with this? Do they look at potentially offloading it for someone who might be able to help their up and coming young roster as it is? Not or that do number they just two pick, it? I don't think. I reckon looking at all reports, it looks like Shet Holmgren's maybe slipped down to the number two in the mm. upcoming ranking. So yeah. you know, imagine that. That's a big acquisition. Just quickly on that, a funny point I saw today was uh, it was a breakdown of um, the Damian Lillard shot. Yes. Um, a couple of yep. years ago in their series against the Blazers. Yeah. And against it was, the Blazers. Oh, against, uh, the against the Thunder, should I say. And it was mm. explaining how the, how the Thunder have come out bigger winners because of it. You know, that started the trade <laughs> of Westbrook, started the trade of Paul did. George, yeah. sent them into a rebuild, whereas it kind of, for the Blazers, they thought going to those Western Conference finals, they were a team already made, injuries to Nerd, mm. Dame. They've traded off CJ. Um and it was just a funny explanation and breakdown that he was actually right. That that shot of Dame may have actually single-handedly have saved that OKC franchise for the next decade and maybe condemned the Blazers. What's like? What do they call it? The butterfly effect. The butterfly effect, indeed. What would have happened if you didn't hit that shot? They yeah, they could have been sitting in mediocrity for a long while, but they've got plenty to look forward to. The Thunder. Interesting takeaway in this one for the Magic, I think, yeah, with the fact that they're you know, as I said, it's top probably three heavy with big men. Yeah. For the Magic, who have that elusive number one pick, uh, could it be the sign that Wendell Carter Jr. is on the way out, Mo Bumba's out, or do they look to maybe still keep those two and maybe trade off that number one pick? I mean, we saw what they did, what Cleveland did this year when they picked up Mobley. They kept all their bigs, and they're going better than ever. So it wouldn't surprise me if um, Orlando follow followed the lines of Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Do, do you see that comparison? Yeah, I do, but I think they'll offload. Probably, I, I maybe Bumba's probably gone. You, you could get some value for him, to be honest. Could you? Can Can we talk about the guy you said might have slipped down to second? What's his last? Jeff Holmgren. Like I saw something where he <laughs> no, was no. where some an interviewer asked him who's the best player in the league right now, and he was like, "Me in two months." Like that made me not like him. I think to be a, honest, I'm a, not. There's a difference between confidence and just flat out. It was arrogance, but it was just like blind delusion. It was cringe arrogance, and I think now he needs to be humbled. He's I've never seen a guy of his stature succeed. <laughs> Tell me who. I like. I, I presume he Kevin will, He will bulk up. He no Shet is like a is like a bloody. Um, what are what are those insects called? And pray, pray man. Pray man. Is that not what KD is? Brandon Ingram. Uh, yeah, it's a little less Spot high with Ingram, arms. but the Durantula. Yeah, Prime I know. example. I know. I I think Shet needs to be humbled though. Humbled. Don't I'm, like that. Shut up. Oh. To me in two months. Please, <laughs> please. How do you say? I tell you what. Set the bar high. Yeah. Set the bar high. I like it. It's a, it's an exciting proposition for the Thunder, as we mm-hmm. mentioned. We'll probably do in the next couple of weeks a bit of a deep dive into the upcoming draft. A lot of players to look out for, and mm. if that you know does all come to life, that they they get Ongren there, you know, a, a very talented piece to build around alongside Giddy, alongside SGA, alongside these a complement of other stars. They're in a real good position, so mm. uh, certainly looking forward to what the next couple of months holds for them.
Fellas, speaking of rooks, the all-rookie teams were announced, was it yesterday? Mm. It was yesterday, I do believe. Now, let's rip through it. The first team was Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, and Evan Mobley all voted in unanimously, mm. uh, followed by Jalen Green and Franz Wagner in the first team. Uh, yeah. One notable omission that we'll get to. Uh, yeah. The second team consists oh. of Io DeSumo, Chris Duarte, Josh Giddy, Bones Highland, and Herbert Jones. Now, we put up a post on this one just this morning, guys. Be sure, as I said, Instagram, Facebook, it's up there. Check it out. Um, much to the dismay of us and many Australians around the country, mm. Josh Giddy being left out of the first team. Ridiculous. Now, this man, Western Conference Rookie of the Month, four out of five months. It's on paper. It's an absolute farce, really. Like, at the end of the what day, more do you it's have to do? disgraceful. And I, you know, I obviously believe it's recency bias. Mm. Uh, Jalen Green, take nothing away, had... A phenomenal last month to the season. He had a he great was, run home. He yeah. was electric. Yeah. 30 point games, had that 40 point game. And, you know, that kind of that recency bias, it, it's fresh in the memory more so. Mm. Um, but this I feel. It affects paychecks, though, right? Not so much for the rookie well, team. Well, what's it affect anything? Oh, not really. Oh, no, it's just the accolade. It's yeah. the accolade. But, like, so we're being little bitches about it, but that's beside the point. No, but you've got to be patriotic. You want to say all patriotic. rookie first team. Um, and the fact is, with these rookie teams, they're not based on position either, as yeah. like, mm. unlike the uh, old NBA teams. I would have had him over Wagner as well. Uh, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Youngest player in NBA history. He's got the youngest three triple doubles, I believe it was. Like this guy was on an absolute tear, close to averaging triple doubles. Couldn't make the first team. And you know what it is? It's because he's not flashy. The, he's the not. NBA... Some of the passes he makes. Oh he's... yeah, but he, he's. Uh, no, I shouldn't say flashy. Um, it's just because he's Australian. That's I mean, what, what I thought. That's they're, what I thought. They're but... pulling the old Aussie. Card, the Aussies right? don't get the love they deserve. Daily. <laughs> <laughs> that's what ben I, Simmons. Yeah, oh, well. that's what I jumped <laughs> yeah. to, but they had Vargs in there. Like I, I thought it was an international thing, but then I saw Vargs. I was like, okay. You change that tune. But nevertheless, what a season for Giddy. And all these rookies, this class, mm. you know, the last couple of years we've had names like Lamello Ball, Jarmer and Zion Williamson. Anthony Edwards. Yeah, yeah. Headline these classes who mm. have really stood out and it's really built anticipation. Um, this year, you know, for us, you know, Building Giddy up for the last 12 to 24 mm. months is what's enticed us, but it wasn't a draft class that had, a, you know, a marquee name like no, that. No. So um, I've been incredibly, incredibly impressed. Um, you know, it's, it's really been an awesome draft. A lot, a lot of talent and a lot of talent for these teams to build around for the next decade. Just one on the fly, Nick. Please. A guy that we haven't mentioned in a little while. AD. Dyson Daniels. Have you have eighth in the projected? I believe in the projected rankings. Okay, so that's interesting. What, what did I say on him? I said I think you top said, three and I said Daniels was it top five? Could have been top, top five, top, top ten, one or the other. Top five, I yeah. think it was. So he's he's getting up there. Um, I hadn't heard of his name in a little while, no, but I'll, I was just wondering if he was still there or thereabouts. I'll be sure to give you an update. But I I, I have Please been do. reading the latest reports in mock drafts and a lot having around that eight, seven to eight nine range. Okay. Which, well, what's the, incredibly exciting? What is the anticipation for this draft? I haven't heard a lot about it, but like Shep last Holmgren's year, Holmgren's been the big name. The big okay. Because um, last year we had Cade, mm. we had Jalen Green and Mobley as those big names. So Shep. I don't. I've only heard. Shet really Shet kind of reminds me not in, obviously not in the stature and game style of Zion but just in the lead up to his I guess being drafted just the mixtapes and just the pre-draft hype around Gee, him what? Put it's him been and, happening if he goes to OKC okay, so put him and Pokosevsky next to each other that's <laughs> Jesus that's, yeah. that's just a couple of big praying mantises on that team Two, but, um, there was a guy that I saw projected maybe to go third and he is a big but he can he moves like a guard and mm. I don't know his name well but... I'm looking forward to we'll do that in the next couple of weeks we'll yeah. do a bit of a look because it, it does get us excited for the upcoming draft so yeah absolutely um, yeah. Lads, last point for me Danny Green Horrible, horrible news here. Diagnosed, it oh. is now with a torn ACL and LCL there. Um, he turns 35 next month. Oh, now, not a good time. It's going to be a long, long return from injury. We're looking at probably 12 months. Nine to 12 months. That mm. older body is going to take a little bit longer. Um, could this be the end for him, do we think? Or do you think he'll make a push to come back? Um, I think uh, my, my odds would be on him not coming back at all. I think at that age particularly... It's mm. hard enough coming back yeah. from an ACL when you're, you know, a young fellow just coming up. And, like us. Yeah, but like, like you, big boy. Like me, yeah, I'm hitting my prime. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I think it's going to be a little too difficult for him. And, you know, not to mention the fact that, you know, let's be honest, his form wasn't great before no, he went down, old DG. But could this, if what, he does come back, could this reignite the spark maybe just for a last little push for the next year or two and maybe mm. become that. Um, 
you know, that kind of Kyle Corver-esque, just shoot her off the bench. Yeah, well, that's all he'd be able to do, I, I can imagine. Like, coming yeah. back from an ACL, he just has to plant himself in the corner. Yeah. Just knock down every time. Lee, feel mm. a similar way on that one, mate? Yeah, I hope he comes back. I feel like he'd get a lot more love and praise if he came back after the ACL. Yeah, there's he, nothing like an injury to kind of uh, get the people back on your side, is there? Yeah. Mm. And what I'm do you not, reckon? Should we all go down with the hammies and quads on <laughs> ACLs? The people would love us. Not comparing him to Clay at all, and I know he's older, but I, if I was him, I'd be getting some inspiration from Clay Thompson. He's come back looking better than ever. Yeah, it's a funny one because, he's you know, he's won the titles. Mm. You know, he's had a hell of a career. It kind of makes you think, oh, yeah, no, because Clay feels like, oh, he's still young mm, and he's still yeah. got plenty left to prove, whereas Danny Green, he's on that back nine. so It's just a bad way to go out. You don't want to end your career on an ACL. But you want to go out on your terms. I think it's a good point you make, though, Nick. Like, I think it has to come into consideration. If he was still chasing that ring or if he was still chasing, you know, a major achievement, okay, maybe mm. it's worth going another like season or two. solidified, really. Yeah, he's done it. He's done it. He's, he's, done he's got the ultimate prize. I don't think he has much more to chase. Nevertheless, we hope either way, whichever route he chooses, it is a speedy recovery. There's nothing worse than, you know, suffering yep. an injury like that. Absolutely. So. Get better, DG. DG. DG, indeed. Oh, Lads, do you have probably. anything else from the NBA? Do not. No. The NBL. The NBL. The season's over, but the news is not. We're just about to enter free agency here. I hope you mention it first, Nick, because I can't wipe the grin off my face. Mate, the news fresh, <laughs> ah, fresh off the press. Oh, I know this. I don't know much about the NBL, but I know this. Fresh, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. fresh, fresh off the press. Our man Scott Roth has signed a new deal as of today. Oh, three years we're looking at. Scotty. We've got him inked to the 24-25 season. This is the news we've all been waiting for because, you know, this was the big piece. He has been Huge. the real catalyst for getting this franchise, building that that identity, mm. that hustle, that grit, building the community. His passion has shone through at every moment this season. Um, couldn't be happier. What a way to bring in the weekend. Oh, mate, I had the biggest grin on my Fantastic. face when I read this on the socials. Yeah. It's just, it's our biggest acquisition. It is. It, it really is, is at the I, moment. I really think this will spark. I believe tomorrow night it's the, the Jack Jumpers MVP Night. Yep. Um, Heading along. Got a table, Nick. I haven't. We should. Oh, we should have. Next should've. season. We next season. We will. Yes. Next I think we have to we dedicate will. a bit of with, money. The, with the boys, us yes. and all the players together. But yep. I think this news might possibly be a point where we start seeing some of these, maybe these Thought Josh this. Adams, yep. Josh Majette, um, you know, look to resign as well. Yeah. Because Absolutely. I think he he is that blue guy, Scott Roth, um, and we couldn't be happier to have him. In the state for the next couple of seasons, it really is a phenomenal pickup and probably the envy of most teams around the league. Oh, he really is. He really is. He's brought another dimension to the league. He's. It's almost like before Scotty, there was no one who could instantly well, we have a BC bring that and culture. AD, you know, periods yeah. in time in history. Maybe we've got SR. SR, Scotty. Before we SR, love... R, after SR. <laughs> I feel like another he... catch? Yeah. No. 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 Keep pushing questionable. It. Keep pushing it. Yeah. I can't believe I coined the term or the name Scothy. Did you? Yes, you coined I the name Scothy and you didn't even know. I was about to say, that's a big play for you claiming that. Um, other news it. from the NBL during the week. Talk that the Cam- Canberra could become the 11th team in the league. Mm. Looking at possibly rejoining in 2024. Now, they last had a team in 2003. Yeah. Um, but I, I think this is fantastic. It's mm. fantastic news. For the league, it's so progressive, and they're looking to capitalise on the popularity, the booming popularity at the moment. Um, and it really does then, you know, become an all-inclusive nationwide league. We just yeah. need a team from the NT, and we're and we're, we're laughing. We're but um, is that the only obvious place that's missing out in Australia? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd probably say yeah, so. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Out of all the major markets, like the Northern Territory, Darwin, probably you wouldn't consider a major market. And I mean, Kansas or close enough, surely. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll say it's, okay. it's close enough. It's I'm not good smack bang between fans and fans. Terrible. But it's um, it's, it's awesome, and I'd love to see it. And they can really take, um, you know, I saw Larry Kesselman mentioned during the week, mm-hmm. the inspiration taken away from from the Jack Jumpers, and they yep. were saying a lot of them 2024 might be a little bit ambitious. Mm. But you saw how quickly we got our things off the ground, the stadium redevelopment, getting the, the actual infrastructure and processes and front office in place. It really came together quite quickly. So It seemed to happen in an instant. Now, just one thing I want to mention with the with the talk of the new Canberra team. Now, if you're a new player, I don't know if you've been to Canberra before, oh, yeah, Nicole Lee, but I don't know Have how they? keen I... Yeah. Have you? Yeah, I've been through there. Been I through there. You've been to Canberra. Yeah, oh, I think we drove, up to, we drove up to Sydney once, which was a long drive. and. Oh. 
went through the old. There's, there's not much there. Sorry, um, but you're you're saying this coming from Tassie. No, no, no. There's, there's, there's not much oh, there. I lovely, remember but... I, I did quite a few reports on it. I did a tourism course. I did one on the ACT and I was really, uh, you know, coming up with not a lot. No. Like, there's not much there. No, no unless but you're a politician, fair. you're not going to throw well, it. Well, what do you reckon? ScoMo in the top job there? <laughs> Get him as a starting probably power forward. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you've seen the news lately, he probably needs to go into the rugby I, business. I did. He absolutely cleaned up a kid. Yeah. Make sure Tasmanians, whenever you're hearing this, Vote tomorrow. It's the uh, the big Australian <laughs> election. We won't yeah, get into I never, politics I never too knew much this here. basketball podcast with Danny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's shaky ground when you get into politics. So we might move on move from on. there. Yeah, um, during the week, it was announced News Corp's Matt Logue announced his top 20 players. Mm. Now, I'm in, gonna, the in the NBL. In the I'm just going to rattle through these. Yes. And it's just going to give credence to the fact that how good a shape the league is in. Mm. So mm. let me rip through these. Please, I, I won't make the names, but from 1 to 20. Jalen Adams, Bryce Cotton, Xavier Cooks, Mitch Creek, Joe Luala Chul, Antonius Cleveland, Vic Law, Josh Adams, Darrell Martin, Joe Reith, Yanni Wetzel, Josh Majette, Shay Illy, Ian Clark, Tyler Harvey, Robert Franks, Xavier Mumford, Chris Golding, Matthew Delvadova, and Nathan Sobey. Now, what an absolutely, absolutely phenomenal list of players mm. this is. And that's, you know, that's scratching the surface, the top 20. The, the league... Is in such great shape, mm. um, and I think it's awesome that you know tying in with that Canberra point that they're looking to expand because, you know, I keep saying that I am a broken record. I I reuse my catchphrases, I use, reuse my points. But what is yeah. it? If you haven't already, be sure to check out the NBL oh, next season. Too. Get involved because this league is really, really, really elevating to one of the top tier leagues in the world. Um, and just those names we mentioned there, NBA talent. Like there is all time talent in mm. there. So. It's, it's awesome to see. And I was glad to see a few Tassie Jack Jumpers boy yeah. get a gig in there. Joshy Adams up at eighth, Josh Majette 12. So two of the top 12 players in the league coming from our humble little state. I tell you what, at times this year, Joshy Adams has looked like a top three. I was about to say, looking at the list, you, the, I would, yeah. I mean, see friend of the yeah. show, Vic Law. Friend of the show, well. yes. So yep. fantastic Absolutely. news there. And just, again, I allude to, it shows what great shape the league is in. Oh, that's crazy. And I... Want to mention it again that we had Vic Law on the show? Absolutely. So I, yeah, yeah. I mean, it why could is be... that a surprise? We're heavy hitters here, mate. I, no, it's just I'm so grateful that he came on the show. Oh, uh, absolutely. A little behind the scenes, but I remembered before oh, that interview, oh, I'd yeah. like to take you back and us just waiting for Vic to get on the call. Us never having like a guy of his stature on the podcast. Yeah, it was big. It was a huge moment for the podcast. And um, go back and watch it and just see our sheepish little grin. <laughs> it was yeah. a nerve wracking time, but yeah, we'll have to get Vic back on eventually. Absolutely, we've got the better setup now, better yes. equipment. Vic's, you know, with the Wildcats now, it'd be nice to hear, you know, reviewing the tape from when he was at Brisbane Bullets to now with yep. the uh, his connection with Bryce Cotton. Oh, do you, do you know my favorite bit about that podcast? I don't know. You tell me when he told us when he got the he was i think he was in maybe orlando or somewhere lakeland magic yeah but when he told us he got the call um to join the nbl or the mm. proposition mm. and he just walked us through how he went on like a 20 kilometer walk that's around. right yeah, yeah. Uh, go Brilliant. check it out go yeah. check out that vehicle <laughs> we'll do it again soon spotify guys let's move ahead Daily dribble. Okay, so what we're going to do, we're going to have a bit of an analysis now of what went wrong for last season's finalists. Mm. The Phoenix Suns, the Milwaukee Bucks, both last year's finalists, the Bucks winning that series 4-2. What went wrong for these teams? So let's start in the Eastern Conference. The Bucks went down in Game 7 to your Celtics, Roy, 109-81. to So first and foremost, let's talk on Giannis. There is not much more this guy could have done. He became the first player in NBA history to record 200 points, 100 rebounds, mm. and 50 assists in a series. Yeah, You know, you, you can't fault that guy, can you? Superhuman. Absolutely superhuman. And, you know, the thing with Giannis is he is, on any given night, whether they're full strength or not, heavily relied on to do a lot of the bulk work. On best player in the league basis. right now, best player yes. in the world. Yes. Yep. yep. Without a doubt, I think. Um, yeah. But, you know, particularly having... Chris Middleton out in that series as well. Big point. So reliant on Giannis. So reliant. He had to do so much. And, you know, I mean, credit to Drew Holiday. He had he, he was serviceable. I'm not saying he so, wasn't. But at the end of the day, Giannis, it was pretty much they a Giannis good and they got serviceable, yes. wasn't it? They yep. needed him to be good because I think that Chris Middleton point, like, do they win that series with it, with him? 
Yeah, what's yes. inside? Yes, they do when no. with him. <laughs> yeah, you've got to say that though. Don't they you? needed that scoring output, and Drew Holiday wasn't it. You look who's next, Grayson Allen. He had a god awful, terrible uh, series. I hate this. Let's guy. rip into Grayson. Yeah. Let's touch on that because I had that down in my notes where they went wrong. They went to him far too much. Was it game one? He was pretty good. Um, the last game oh, one, he, was game good. One he had eleven points, and that was the most he had in the series. But that, you take that, you take that, oh, you because take in the last five games, from games two to seven, he was seven of thirty from the field. Mm. Um, I just went to him too much. It was just play all five of your starters forty-eight minutes if you have to. They went to him too much, and it cost them. Like when you're not, you're bringing on that guy. All he's really going to do is shoot, and he can't do that. Yeah. It, it doesn't bode well. Do you um, know where else they went wrong? Mm. They didn't want to pay PJ Tucker fifteen million for two years, and yeah. that's where they went wrong. Yeah. Especially with Chris Middleton down, they didn't have that guy in the corner to pass to. Three and D guy just to lock mm. down. Giannis yeah. was exhausted. Drew Holiday just couldn't couldn't be that guy. And I'm not saying that's bad from Drew Holiday, but um, yeah. I mean, I think we mentioned it with just touching on PJ Tucker when we left. I think we said he was going to be an influential loss. Oh, he was um, for, for the Bucks. He yeah. had that championship experience, and he's a lockdown, lockdown defensive player. Um, another few guys who I want to touch on who Please. didn't perform anywhere near to where they needed to. Where's Matthews? Averaged yeah. five points over the course of that series. Yeah, he, he, along with Grayson Allen, had to have, in my opinion, at least two or three games where they just lighted up from beyond the arc. Because at the end of the day, that's where they're earning their dough from beyond the arc, and they just did not live up to their paycheck, which Literally, was if really we were on the call, it probably would have been a pretty similar equivalent. Sim- Not doing similar much. Similar production. You know, it, yeah. was, it was ordinary. And even Brooke Lopez as well, what do you have yeah. in the end? He averaged eight points for the series. Yeah. So you look at Giannis and you look at Drew Holiday, they did their parts, but those three other starting five members were absolutely non-factors throughout the course of that series. I, no influence whatsoever. I have mm. something I want to talk about, especially Please, in that, in that floor game seven. Not that defense was shocking. Rob, I mean, um, Grant Williams had 27. He made seven yeah, threes. Yeah, this guy, this guy yeah, averages yeah. seven points per game. How are you letting this guy in a game seven score 27 points and have 18 th- shots from three, scoring seven of them? Yeah, Grant Curry. That's um, that's one of those ones where you kind of, uh, you, you've mucked up because you kind of say the the first first few, let him fly, big fella. No worries. Yeah, we'll have let you have them. You say have it. But when he starts knocking them down as he was, it's like, ah. <laughs> uh, Right, we they they just didn't make the adjustment. Mm, um, yeah. It was heavy legs, you know. And oh, what a game, though! What a game to turn it on, have a career game like that oh. was, like that was outrageous. What he did, there is no one in the world who would have picked that. Him to lie no, up no, and, three, and to drop was it eighteen shots, eighteen three pointers, eighteen, 18 three not, pointers, not shots. He dropped, he not not dropped. He took eighteen threes and I was about to say eighteen threes. He made seven for fifty. Seven. <laughs> now that would have been something. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I guess just on this Bucks team, last season's fine. Like last mm. season's champion, should I mm. say? They've made the the conference semifinals this year. You know, they're missing their number two guy. What's the plan? Do they run it back? Hope for Middleton back, a healthy Brook Lopez, who they mm. missed for most of the season. Mm. They run it back and think they're good enough, or you know, what do they tweak? Uh, do you think? I my, my opinion is that they do run it back. I think yeah. they're good. At, at full strength. I do think they're good enough. I think they have to make slight adjustments to their current roster. I look. At, I, I'd have to have a look at the contract situation, but yeah. I look at guys like Wes Matthews, and I don't see a hell of a lot of upside for him going no. forward. No. I know he's just come back to the Bucks, but I don't. I don't see him being a highly influential player for them going forward. Yeah. Um, and I think Connington can, there. Connington is another, he's another player who's just like doesn't do much for me and didn't stand up in a big moment. So I mean, especially in the playoffs too. You yeah. don't need he looked a couple of seasons ago like he could have been a big needle mover. Yeah, and yeah, he's just, he did, and just stagnated. Just fell off the um, face of the earth, didn't he? I like, want to know why they changed up their roster from last year. Like what? What? It just boggles me why you wouldn't pay PJ fifteen. Well, that, that was really the only move that changed, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, they they bought, did they bring Grayson Allen in? I don't know. I think like, I think you've got for the for the Bucks. I think you've got non-negotiable players. So you've got players who you, you wouldn't even consider trading. Yeah. And I'm talking Giannis, obviously. I'm talking Drew Holiday, who I think's key. Chris Middleton's in that conversation, and I think Bobby Portis yeah. is probably there as well. He was serviceable too. The rest of those blokes. I don't think are guaranteed. Yeah, and Brooke Lopez, I don't think. No, I, I, I don't think, think he's a, a trade candidate. Yeah, too. I'm with you. With that, just speaking to Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton real quickly before we move on, lads. Yep. 
what do you classify them as? Giannis is your unequivocal number one. Yeah. Is Chris Middleton or Drew Holiday a two, or are they both three? Like, are they are they good enough to be a two? Mm. What do you mean a two? Like well, a number two in a team, like that second go-to guy. Chris Middleton, definitely. Like, if you is. look at, say, the Lakers, you've got LeBron, mm. AD, is that clear number two? Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting them, them both equal two. I think they're both. So they're both two, yeah. you reckon? Yep. Absolutely. Yep. They, they've got, I think they've got very different games through to Holiday and Chris Middleton, but I think I, they've, well, they've shown in their championship run, particularly last year, that yeah. they can step up and be handy second, second, the Robin to Giannis is Batman, yeah. so to speak. So, he doesn't need a Robin. That guy can just <laughs> let him fight. He's Batman, Superman, yeah. Iron Man. I'm Batman. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's that guy. He's all over it. Like, Do it in Giannis's voice. I'm a Batman. He's a couple of Italian descendants yeah. there, I reckon, as well, running yeah. around a couple of little Luigi's. Fellas, mm. let's transition to the Suns game, the Western Conference there. The Suns went down to the Mavs, 123-90, to 90, and to be fair, it's probably pretty generous. Mm. They trailed this game by 46 mm. at one point, which was the largest deficit in a Game 7 in 25 years. Yeah, Wow, where did it Goodness. go wrong? You literally can't defend any of them. To be down forty-six <laughs> at home in a game seven, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was. I thought it was a joke watching it. I thought this can't be live because this is just, this is taking the piss. Let's mm. see where it went more wrong. And I'm going to say it from my perspective. I think it, and people don't like to say it, and I'm by no means putting the blame on Chris Paul because it's a team game at the end of the day, but. I think it started with Chris Paul. Game two, he scored 28 points. Now, listen to this. From game two, he's made 18 shots and committed 18 turnovers. He's had an awful, awful run since that game two. Um, Horrible. And that falls – when your leader's down – your team's down, and that's what's happened. But I said it's it's not all Chris Paul's fault. Let's mm. talk Devin Booker. Awful game as well. 11, 11 points on 14 shots. First of all, take more than 14 shots, okay? That's the big problem. He was so, so passive. Yeah. After mm. he missed those first couple of shots, he just stopped attacking. Yeah. Um, he was just – looked like a shell of himself, and that's where you need him to step up. Yeah. Who is a guy who – you used that word before, passive. He's a guy who people have sort of compared him to, I'm not saying he's Kobe Bryant, but just in the way that he goes about killer taking mentality. a shot. He's yeah. got that killer mentality. Didn't if he needs it. to put up 30 shots, then he put he usually would put up 30 shots. Yeah. And on the biggest stage of all in a game seven where you need to have that killer mentality, it Piss just was not there at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, no, sorry, Lee. I, that, I mean, that's all I had to say. I, I think, yeah, it started with Chris Paul, but I'm not blaming and Chris Aiton, Paul. His size, he yeah. should have been a huge factor with this small ball uh, Mavs lineup. Um, his presence was non-existent. Mm. His care factor was not there either. Say goodbye, uh, Max. You're not getting that. Sorry, big oh, boy. Let's okay. I'll, let's skip to that. Let's ask that question. Do you give him the max? I don't think so. I, I think JaVale McGee can come on the court and do pretty much what DeAndre Ayton does. Not as no. good, obviously, but no. they're pretty much the no. same type no. of player, and I'm not giving him the max. This is no. the reason you do give him the max, yeah. because CP is coming to the end of his career yeah. um, over the next few seasons. DeAndre Ayton will be the second option on that team offensively. Him and Booker together. And I don't think you can I, – I, he, he, let's let's be honest. He, he had a terrible, terrible game seven. There's no doubt about that. But he showed signs, I think, over oh, the course of his career that he could be one of the elite. This season yeah. has really – I think he's setting himself up. He's showing why he was that number one pick. You know, I would still have Luca and Trey head and shoulders above yes, him. Yeah. But he's showing, you know, why he was selected as mm. that number one. I think you give him the bag straight away. You put his mind at ease. You get him settled. Mm. And him and Book, you know, Chris Paul needs to drop back to that number three on that team. Yeah. Going yeah, forward, yeah, he, he needs to be resting, resting, resting. Yeah, the walking frame, yeah. You know, playing 15 to 20 minutes a night. Mm. Let them coast. Let Booker and Aiton control it. Biombo and McGee, for as good as they've been, they are, they are not it. I mean, they're not it. They are right. not it. Um, to be honest, you know what I think they actually missed? Mm-hmm. Or who they missed? Oh, yeah. Have a guess. Have a guess of a name. Um, who was even out? Yeah, exactly. Anyone who could knock down a shot? Dario Saric. Um, no, you I, don't I, miss Saric. I think they missed him just having a smaller ball lineup that could combat what the Mavs were doing because mm. 
They were flying around, hitting threes everywhere. They went 19 to 39 in this game, 49%. Mm. They just needed someone with a little more mobility just to be able to kind of combat the threes that were being knocked down. So I think he's a piece that would have helped. Um, and I think what may have contributed is the fact that they got blown out in game six as well, 113 mm. to 86. Confidence is key. Momentum's key. And they gave too much of it to the Mavs. And they carried it straight through to game seven. And we know anything can happen in a game mm. seven. Um, Here's a fun fact, though, for you. Here's a real fun fact. This was uh, this got this got me. This got me on the chuckles. Fun fact: When Frank Nilakina was matched up on CP3 or Book, they went three of forty. Three of forty from the field. Frank Nilakina. Frankie boy, the lockdown king Frankie himself. Frankie smokes. Who would have picked that? He's he's been almost a non-factor this season, and he held two of the best players in the league to. Three of 40 matched up on him. Frankie was almost out of the league not, not too long ago. Are you serious? How's that? Yeah, I know. That's he, unbelievable. He That's a big stat. It is a fun fact. It is a it fun is a fact. fact. He lived up to it. Mate, that is how you buy yourself yeah. more playing time next season. Really? That's how you start to kind of reset your career. Yeah. You know, you show that you can do that against the best of the best. People are going to look at you in a different way, and I'm kind of yeah. making a joke of it, but I'm serious. No, he's no, no. really, yeah. you know... He's got a place in the league, and that's a phenomenal, phenomenal performance. What he's been able to do, so oh, that, that's incredible. Fair play. I think I don't know about you guys, but I think as soon as it got its way to a game seven this series, you felt it was you coming. You felt the Mavs were going to take this one because let's be honest, all the pressure in this series were on the Phoenix Suns. Absolutely, they had the weight of the world on their shoulders yeah, to win Mavs. this series. Yep. And Dallas were, and it really showed in the way that Dallas played. Like they were playing almost carefree. They were playing with that much confidence mm. because they knew that. Uh, yes, we do want to obviously win this series, but if we lose it, it's not like we're going to be hounded by the yeah. media. Whereas you look at the Phoenix Suns and, you know, they look like a team. They look like their sphincter was that tight throughout the course of that game seven. It was Jeez. awful. Yeah, they clenched up real <laughs> tight. Pin up there. It yeah. was shocking. I tell you what, I feel bad for the fans. This, this team, you know, has has been pretty much poised, primed and ready since mm. the last finals, ready to go. This has been – this was their year. This was meant to be the year. They were going in red-hot favourites, yeah. you know, and they looked at – you know, the most dominant team in the league this season, mm. best overall record. Things were progressing. You know, they, they got tested against the Pelicans, but we thought, oh, well, I thought that's for mm. sure. Mm. That was good. That mm. kind of might make them, you know, just up the ante a little bit. And they've got a fight. Mm. Um, but the fans, you know, this game was over quick, quick, quick mm. smart. Um, mm. And to go out without a fight with a whimper, it's, um, it's tough. And I, I, I think this might have been their best chance. Yeah, you know, yeah, Booker's yeah. going to develop Their a bit next season. Aiton's going to develop. Mm. You know, you've you've got great players, Cam Johnson. Um, you know, the, the, the roster is still there. It's still intact. It's still like really good. Mm. But Chris West Paul's, is getting strong as well. The West is going to be is strong. The point. Yeah. Chris Paul's getting a bit older. Um, you know, you saw the Nets go out early this season. Mm. You saw the Bucks go out. You know, the Clippers with Paul George, Kawhi back. All these other little teams. All these factors coming in. I think this was their big opportunity. Um, and I hate to say it, I don't know if Chris Paul's going to end up with a title when it's all said and done. I don't think mm. this was this was his last chance. Sorry, but it was. Uh, before we move on, I think it'd be criminal if we didn't mention Jason Kidd throughout this. He is this his first year coaching the Mavs, yeah. and he's brought them to the Western Conference Finals. The way he just he constructed the defense just to shut down the Suns, and he did it by attacking Chris Pohl. You attack mm. that front runner, the guy who facilitates the whole offense, and they break down. And Biggest Jason... move they made this season was getting rid of KP. Mm. Getting rid yeah. of Porzingis, yeah, embracing the small ball up. lineup. Dimwitty has been just uh, – Dimwitty 2.0. Mm. Yeah. Um, this team, like, no doubt over the next few weeks, we're going to speak a lot about the Mavs. But, uh, you look at, like, fantastic. Dimwitty from the Wizards, and then you see Dinwiddie dropping 30 – in a game seven. I like to admit when I'm wrong. And look, Dinwiddie has made yeah. me eat my words. Yeah, yeah. Because I... But, we all, but you, no, no but, not me. Let, let me like, put it this I way. I always loved Dinwiddie. Let me put it this way. When he was at the Wizards, I thought he was a god-awful player. I thought... And I thought when oh, he came over... You don't want to hear god-awful. You know you I don't want to use Lee's catchphrase, but <laughs> I had to bring it out. And when he came across to the Mavs, I was still wasn't convinced because yeah. I... would had the, it was sort of like recency bias to a certain extent. I was like, "Oh God, this guy can't play for shit." And then he he's been he's been I wouldn't say elite, but he's been so valuable for for that um, Mavs lineup, and he's yep. been a sort of contributor as to why they've gone as far as they have. Absolutely, along with Luca, with Luca, absolutely, Luca Magic indeed. So let's transition, guys. 
Daily dribble. I love saying let's transition. And, and then, then on, our, on our board, it's got like underneath. When we were setting it up, we were all a bit unsure how to use it. So we wrote what each button was yes. and under that button, transition. That's good. <laughs> the OCD in me loves that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me yeah. too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a real stickler for stuff like that. Mm. So it's, it's, it's really good for me. Um, lads, the conference finals, there's been three games so far, two mm. from the East, one for the West. We might start with the East. Just quickly, uh, I guess, recap what's happened in mm. the two games and then just discuss our thoughts on it, what we see happening moving forward and if our predictions have changed at all. Yep. Game one in the East there. The Heat won that one, 118 to 107. Really great first half from the Celtics, but after halftime, um, you know, the, the Heat put the foot down. They won the third quarter, 39 to 14. Jimmy Buckets, 41 points, nine rebounds, five assists, and four steals. Had an incredible showing. You know, he, he loves it. He is the man. He, he loves lo- it. He lives for this. Mm. Um, game two today, a little bit of a different case. The Celtics winning this one, 127 to 102. Not much to really say on this one that it was over pretty early, probably halfway through the second quarter. Uh, a lot of contributions there from the Celtics, you know. Probably was it five guys they had over in double digits points, yep. uh, three over 20. Mm-hmm. Um, really well rounded team performance. So, you know, we're one apiece. The, the series now heads back to Beantown, back to Boston there. How are we feeling about it? Ro is our resident Celtics fan. Mm-hmm. Do you feel, you know, happy going in at one apiece? Are you happy with what you've seen so far? Yeah, I've, I've certainly got a glass half full approach at this stage. You, you always do. I, th- I th- just, <laughs> you're making lemonade out of lemons. I'm a positive man. But like, no. Yeah, that's right. I thought yeah. I said it the wrong way for a second. Yeah. I was like, oh. I'm glad you paused and then yeah, realised, you know. No, you, yeah, okay. Um, but I, th- I think taking one on the road, particularly given the fact that we didn't have Marcus Smart or Al Horford in that game one, yeah. when I yeah. saw those blokes were out prior to the tip-off, I think we we all kind of had that Jordan feeling that it was, it was going to be an L. But to take game two on the road with those guys back, Marcus Smart, he was yeah, arguably the best on. player. Oh, arguably. One rebound away yeah. from a triple-double yeah. today. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was a 20.10 assist triple-double as Ooh. well, which was which was crazy. Um, so I think we head back to Beantown with a lot of confidence. If you're the Boston Celtics, you, I think you're in the prime position at the moment. Got my green glasses on, yep. obviously. Yep. But I think we're in a great position to... to Take it up to the heat. I still think it's going maybe six, well, I six think they games. Were going but... in, the, the Boston were going in as favourites for this series. Yeah, I think they would have been so, as well. Uh, Even though, is that strange given the fact that Miami finished with the first seed? Or given it was also close, do you reckon? No, you know? I, I, I think that's probably fair too. Um, the way the Celtics have been going the second half of the mm-hmm. season, the way they've carried themselves throughout the playoffs. Um, yeah, I, I, I wasn't surprised to see that. Mm, yeah. Um, mm. Leave yourself. I think, um, and this is just my opinion, but I, I don't think it's going to be easy, but I think Boston are going to take this one. Um, I think just any guy we've seen, especially in the playoffs, any guy can step up any given night. Mm. Um, and like I've said before, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are always going to. But now you have Marcus Smart dropping a 24 near triple-double mm-hmm. Al Horford has been brilliant, and now we know bloody revitalized. Yeah, yeah, and now we know Grant Williams can drop twenty-seven. So if Miami want to have any chance in this series, they're going to need all their guys to step up because Jimmy Butler's not going to go in and score forty-one every night. Okay, so but I, I I still think Boston are going to take this series and go to the finals. Yeah, it's um. You're not going to want to be around me if Boston make it to the finals. Why not? Uh, just intolerable, really. Yeah, I reckon. Might have to take a week off the pod. Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> Mate, you won't have to take a week off. You'll be fired for the week and then reinstated. Yes. Um, Interesting start. Mm. Interesting start to this series. Um, Exciting. It's, yeah, it's going to be very, very reliant. Like, we, we all know what we're going to get from Jimmy Butler. As we said, this time of the year, he comes into his own. He's not an 82-game player. He's a 16-game player mm. of however many they go for the playoffs. Mm. Like, this is where he comes into his own. So we know he's going to work hard and just be an absolute dog on both ends of the floor. Um, but it really is reliant, you know, on what else they get. Mm. Bam out of bio today, six points, two assists. It is not good enough. No, he's good the enough. number two on this team. It is not good enough at all. Mm. PJ Tucker, five points. Max Struess, six points. Um, Gabe Vincent had 14 as well, but that's just starting five there. It's, it's not good enough to contend. Mm. With a team like Boston that have so many options at the minute that are all firing on all cylinders. Anyone know what the status of Kyle Lowry is? Because he would make a huge impact. It might you not think be. So? He was he was 
playing himself off the court. Okay, not, not stat numbers, but he's been to the finals and he's won. So I think... But they got... need him on the court at the minute. Like, yeah. They need him that, to perform. That's what I'm stat saying. Wise. Yeah, okay. So where, where is he? Jack that's my goal. question. He should be back pretty soon, I believe. When he comes back, though, does he does he come back in a bench role? No. No, Gabe Vinton will go to the bench, I would mm. imagine there. Even uh, with the form struggle? Uh, mm. yeah, oh, maybe it, it depends when he comes back. If it if it's, say, game three. Yeah. I reckon he comes back on the bench mm. and, you know, it is what it is, that first game on the road. If you take the L, so be it. But really try and gear up for game four, having back starting, mm. bit and firing and try and get that one so it's all all tied up heading back to Miami. And I say put him in in game three. Yeah. If he's been playing bad, put him straight back in there after a little bit of a break so you can kind of reset. It's Depending kind of on what the reset. status is of that injury, though, like if he's back 100% or if they test him at 80. I don't mind him leading the second unit, to be honest with you. I yeah. think I think just from a leadership perspective. Him finding Hero, he yeah. would just open up so many good looks for him. Yeah. Because on the you fast need to, break, hitting him in the corner. I think it goes overlooked almost. You, you, need, you need those type of elite leaders um, on your bench. Because you've got Jimmy in the starting lineup. He can lead First that and in second terms unit, of a vocal yeah. and I guess output wise leader mm. as well. Mm-hmm. I heard, sorry, no, please. Sorry, something just sprung to mind. I yeah. heard JJ Reddick say today that um, you, you won't win a championship unless you have a top five player on your team. And he kind of went into the past um, championship winners. Do we agree with that? Do I agree? And then I'm thinking, do all of these top four teams have a top five player? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Interesting um, one. Interesting one. Uh, t- if you, top five, okay. five player at the moment. No, I do. No, no. Are we Play talking about Miami? I'm talking about the whole, every, I'm talking oh. about both series. Is you could argue Luca's a top five player. Curry's a top five player. Um, In the playoffs, Jimmy's a top five player. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy's a top one player. Yeah. I need to tell you, if you want to have a laugh and a good experience, Mm-hmm. Watch ESPN with Pat Bev on it. It is actually oh, the he's best value. thing. He's oh, that was amazing. I so hope we have him and Draymond Green on a call together. He's going straight into the oh, media after he's Those guys the just over. would. It's like the second coming of Shaq and uh, Big Big Chuck Charles. Yeah. Like, just, oh, he how just, good would they be? He talks so much smack. I love yeah, it. I don't know if you saw him yeah. call CP3 cone on defense. Yeah. I tell you what, it's quite rare to come across like current players smack talking other current, other current players. players in the media. That's wicked. That's it's, yeah. wicked. I love it. I think it's great. Um, it's funny. I was, more I was, of it. More of it. Mm. With this, Ben, I was like, when Max Kellerman left, I was like, who's who's Stephen A going to argue with? But I love how, like, Pat Bev and JJ Reddick's coming on. It's I, I enjoy watching it. It's like complete opposites. Like the contrast of JJ Reddick, who speaks logic, and everything that comes out of his mouth is just common sense. Yeah. And, you know, it's widely agreed on by the basketball community. Then you look at Pat Bev and not he so just much. says whatever he wants, doesn't yeah. care if it's no, true I'm or not. Here for you it. know what I love about JJ Redick on ESPN real quick? He is he's logical, but he's not afraid to get in fights. Even with Stevie yeah. Stephen yeah, yeah. A. He likes he's he gets angry at him. The reason he, he's not afraid to get in fights though is because he knows his basketball that well that yes. any argument yep. that Stephen A comes up with, he knows he yeah. can counter it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. I agree hundred mm. percent. Um, in regards to that series, I'm going to say Heat and Seven. Steve. Really? I'm going to stick with Heat and Seven. Um, it's going to be key in getting Kyle Lowry back and hopefully a, a healthy and productive Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Um, and I think key to that, absolutely. They can't go back to Miami 3-1, so they've got no. to get one in Boston here. Mm-hmm. Um, game three or game four it is a must. So, looking forward to it. Hell of a series. Mm-hmm. Let's transition to the West. Warriors won that one, game one, 112 to 87. Um, you know, it was a funny old game. Again, a game that was kind of pretty over quickly. We had mm. the second units coming in for a lot of it. Curry, 21 points, 12 rebounds, four assists. Probably Wiggins was best on in this one, 19 points. But was, what he, Wiggins. Yeah, what he, what he did on both ends of the floor, defensively, clamps on Luca, um, and getting that offensive output was huge. Mm. So... Yeah, a very comfortable and convincing winning game one there, lads. You can really see the fire in Luca's eyes, though. Like, this is, I think this motivated him more than anything. I don't know if you saw. 20 saw points, the... seven rebounds, four assists. Was a bit of a, wasn't, well, was a complete non factor in the second half. But mm. yeah, he's, again, another guy like Jimmy Butler built for these moments. Yeah. 
And I know they went down by a lot, but this this series is far from over, in my opinion. Oh no! Absolutely. Oh, you can never write the maps off. They went down. They've gone down two zip in both all, both their series so far. Mm. So you certainly can't. Uh, you're not. No one's writing them off yet. Have uh, you um? Have you guys watched the Lion King? Yeah. Lion King. You're familiar. I don't with think Scar? I've seen. The, I don't think I've seen the the remake. He makes good, new, but no, yes, no. familiar with Scar. Yeah, but, yeah absolutely. Yeah, Scar, familiar with Luca, Luca Doncic. Yeah. M. Looking very similar at the moment, very, those two. Very, <laughs> looking very similar. Yeah. He's yeah, looking yeah, yeah. like yeah. Dr. Evil he or something. Like he's, Lord, he he got yeah, a big scratch it? over his uh, face. Wiggins, wasn't it? How was it? Yeah, he, he got him good. But mm. I like it. He looked like a bad, bad man. Yeah, he could he be a villain like in a bad man. big rock movie or something. Big rock movie. Dwayne Johnson taking down Luca in an epic battle for the ages. Wow, how would that be? Love it. Imagine in this one though, it's it's going to be like it's what we've seen so far. I'm going to continue to see mm. their game is predicated on them making shots. Yeah. They got good good looks in this one, and it was just one of them games where they mm. didn't fall, um, especially in that first half. You know, Jason Kidd, the halftime report, he was happy with the way they were going. They mm. were getting the looks they wanted. They just weren't dropping. So you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, I I don't think. Uh, by no means, you, you never want to see it yourself go down by, what was it, 25 points mm. in game one. But they, they were playing the right way. Um, they were. But I yeah. think the big point for them going forward is they've got to get Kevon Looney off the floor. Mm. They've got to get him into trouble and get that that get that get big mm. off the floor just to open the lane for Luca for Dinwiddie to Brunson to drive, use their athleticism, not so much Luca, um, that, that <laughs> doughy athleticism that we've yes. come to know and love. Um, but I think that's key. I think that is key for them because they looked very one-dimensional, um, just very reliant on that three ball. So mm-hmm. if they can get Looney off, open that lane up and drive and attack, then look for kickouts, you know, that'll give them just another facet to their game. Couldn't agree more. Is this an all-time high rebounding game for Steph Curry, 12? Yeah, 12 Four rebounds. Do you know what? They, when you read that stat line now, that, that's a weird stat line for Steph Curry. 12 re- He's been rebounding the ball yeah. well. He's been shooting... Uh, free throws poorly by his standard, eighty-three yeah. percent at the minute. You know he's one of the greatest free throw shooters in the history of basketball. Yet he's been struggling, but he's I, making up for it on the offend, uh, on the glass. I don't know if you're watching. I thought I was dreaming the other day. I think he missed his first three or missed was it three missed of his first four. Three of his first four because he missed two. Then he made the third one. Then missed the fourth. That was bizarre. He I don't think him. that's ever happened. I don't know if you look at him when he misses one, but he absolutely beats himself up for even missing one. Yeah, so he should. God, he yeah. chews down that mouth guard, doesn't he? He does. Mm. So how, how often oh. do you reckon he goes to him? Um, one a game. Choose one in half a game. Yeah. Yeah. He's very uh, You reckon he's short of a quid? No, I'm just, I'm just giving <laughs> stingy, some background knowledge. No, absolutely. For me, though, the Mavs just a look, looked a bit tired in this one. You know, I know it was a blowout in game six and seven. Mm. Um but, you know, a lot of their shots were hitting front of the rim, a bit short, and they just didn't look like they had their legs under them. Mm. Um, you know, again, adjusting to the pace that the Warriors play with, uh, I, th- I think they'll get up to speed very quickly and they'll come back with a real fire in game two there. Yep, particularly at home Ooh. when they go back home. Or when they, yeah, game three in Dallas is going to be rocking. Mark Cuban will be going off his absolute <laughs> nut. Big Dirk there, no doubt. Big XL. Uh, a game yeah, yeah, big XL. Yeah, Dustin, yeah. shout out to him. <laughs> okay. he, he would be, sorry, Larry, I keep going just as you go to speak that he would be frothing <laughs> it right would now. Be going at it, Luca Magic, indeed. That's gonna that's gonna be rocking there on uh, game three. Yep. I was just gonna say, game two after a, a twenty-five point loss is very impactful. To the outcome is very impactful. Yep. If mm. they lose, their confidence is near zero. You reckon? Think, yeah. They've, as I said though, they've lost both those series two, uh, like their first two series two zip. I see where you're coming from. The mentality side of things, I think if they lose this second game, I don't think it's over. But if they have their first two games in this series as blowouts, that's the key. I I think it it does do a number on on their mental state for sure. If it's a 20 plus game again, I think I get what you mean there. Which Um, is what I was getting at. Yeah. 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 Specific, don't we? Like, yeah, I'm, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm with There's you. Though. And I, I think you never, you never want to go back to home to getting flogged in your first two games. Um, but the Mavs mm. have shown they're they're here to fight. So, lads, how do we see this series panning now? What's the feel now? It's only been one game, but what have what have you got for us, Lee? I still think the Warriors are going to take it to the finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, look on paper, I think the Warriors championship will win. pedigree. It's shining it's through. It shone through in game one. There's something about the Mavs though. There is something about yeah, the Mavs that intrigues me. Yeah. And you know they they sort of 
to a certain extent proved everyone wrong yeah. in that last series against Phoenix Suns. I Even can't maybe series one against the Jazz there. Like yeah. it was a bit of a coin flip, but they, you know, made tidy work of them. Dallas in seven. Okay. Seven. Seven. Seven indeed. I've got Dallas in seven as well. Mm. I'm with you wholeheartedly. I am all aboard this train. Mm. I think they are so, so fun to watch. Um, the way they go about it, like the just, you know, they're, they're, they're not going to die wondering, are they, no, with their shot? No. I love it. Um, you know, Luca, this is this is his chance to cement himself mm. already at 23 as, you know, one of the best in the world, which mm. is, which is no doubt. Absolutely. Um, Almost think the Warriors almost might be being underrated a little bit. Mm. Just all the hype surrounding, you know, the Suns and the Bucks going into these finals. Mm. Um, you know, they've looked a little bit lackluster. Even I said, you know, and I kind of made the case, Clay Thompson has looked a bit washed, a bit slow in his return. No Gary Payton. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think there's almost people are almost not, yeah, kind of dismissing them. Mm. But, mm. Um, you know, they are a top, top quality team. That championship experience is is undeniable, but I'm, I'm with you. I'm I'm all aboard the Dallas train now. I, I hope they win it. I reckon it would be wicked. It's hard just, just for XL to come out with a championship song. Yes, oh, yes, good. make it happen. Oh. Hey, look, I'm magic. Oh, such a tune, man. I can't wait. I don't know. Is it Lee? Who sings October? that song? XL. Leave it to him then. <laughs> I think it's October, November. Normally, that Spotify give you your kind of yearly report yeah. on what songs mm. and artists. Mm. I tell you what, I reckon at the minute that is number one. Yes. Why a fair bit for yeah. me. I've had it on repeat. It's such a banger. So you guys are obviously barracking for Mavs in this series, right? Yeah. You yeah. are. Yeah. I mean, I want to yeah. too, but just I I just I know well, why don't you? I know they've had their rings and they've had their fair share, but just to do it again after like the injuries and after they were down for a little bit to come back up and do it. And even though they started without Durant and they got that title. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I think them. For Curry getting another one without Durant, like circle. as we said last week mm. with the boys from Fifth and Dribble, what an episode that was! By the that way, was with fun. Maddie and Locke, that like, was fun. shout out to you lads. That was a hoot and a half. Um, <laughs> hoot, and a half. <laughs> hoot and a half, absolutely. But catch rise, well, yeah. Shit, what was I saying? Uh, about the about full circle, yeah. No Durant, yeah. No, yeah, good. there you go. That, that um, adds to Curry's legacy, like it oh, absolutely does. does. Like getting yeah. that that another title without him, um, just showing he's the man. Possibly mm-hmm. a finals MVP. Mm-hmm. It would be huge for his legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all about the new blood, isn't it? Yeah. The young it blood. It is. Oh, it's exciting though, isn't it, lads? I am it's it's honestly the best time of the year. The NBA playoffs, there's nothing like it. Sport, you know, sports basketball fans and sporting mm-hmm. fans alike just um it's been awesome just having it all week on at work, the traction it's getting, it's it's wicked. Everyone is so heavily invested. Um, and it, it's awesome having a bit of an underdog team like the Mavs. Yeah. Oh, oh, just quickly, you can't be going for the Mavs, can you? Surely not to win the title, mate. You've got the Beantown boys in there. No, no, no. no Mavs, Mavs to win this series. Oh, Mavs God. to win this no, series. No, good. I thought you might have just thrown the, thrown the towel out already and I jumped on board the Luca train. Wouldn't have thought so, but, but it's Celtics Mavs mate, series. if you look across there, it's just in view for our video watchers there. That signed Luca jersey of yours. I'll tell you what. You want them to win the title, mate. Yeah, How you, you would. Yeah, would. The value. From, a, the moon, from a stockbroker point of view. Yeah. What do you say we were earlier on in the show, businessmen? <laughs> businessmen, I'll like tell you a what. Businessman. That all I'm seeing is dollar signs when I look at that jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can see the, the reflection in your goggles there, can't we? <laughs> That's good. Let me ask: yes. Is it possible that next week we'll have a finalist? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Right. I think both, both of these, deep. both of these, it wouldn't be surprised if both went seven. A lot more likely, I think, for the Warriors than the than Boston. That is no, but I'm it. I'm saying if Warriors somehow win in four, would that happen this week? Oh, but I, this yeah, week? I was just saying it's a lot more likely than it being in the Eastern yeah. Conference. Yeah, mm. um, but I don't think so. I think they're both going deep. Yeah, me too. Jeez, I'd be flat if either of these series went in four. Yeah, me too. Oh, you want it to like? Yes, well, let's get into the finals. Yes, let's. Well, the the East can't want a piece now, so yeah. that won't be happening. Yeah, yeah. but that but that Warriors Mavs series. No, no, no Luca won't let that happen. That's not happening. No, he won't go out without a win. Lads, what an episode. It's been jam-packed, action-packed, mm. as always, and it's sure to be an action-packed week. Um, it's, oh, it's, it's incredible. The news is going to be non-stop, guys. You've got to be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Lee, do the finger, 
just a finger counting with me. I love it. Um, We're on LinkedIn. Yeah, I am on LinkedIn. Be yes. sure to reach out any business-minded people. I love yeah, you. Love the connection. On I'm on LinkedIn, but I'm, you're more of a you're yeah. more of a networker on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. I've got some good connections. Yeah, I've got some do. heavy hitters. You on go there. for the big dogs. Yeah, no, 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 no prizes for seconds. So I reach out on LinkedIn as well. <laughs> <laughs> LinkedIn, that's good. Oh, go. Plug that. But um, be sure to stay up to date with us. All the news, all the you know breaking alerts, the scores. We will be posting it all. Lots coming up. Guys, let me ask, let me ask you quickly, Mm. which series are you most excited for? I know, you know, going forward, what you've seen so far, Mm. which series gets you more jacked? Hey, Boston. Do you know the thing is, yes, I'm a huge Boston fan, but I feel like almost like the underdog status of the Dallas Mavericks in that series against the Warriors has me more, it has me more intrigued than anything. Obviously, I want Boston to make the finals, but that Mavs Warriors series, I'm I'm intrigued, and yeah. I, I even though they've lost that first game, do not write off the Mavs. Hundred percent, I am with you there, mate. Mm. Come on, bring it right. home, Luke. It's awesome, guys. It has been a massive episode. We certainly appreciate all your continued support. As we said at the top of the show, be sure to like, subscribe, share wherever you listen to the show. Um, do all that good stuff. Us us as a team, we certainly appreciate it. Mm. Lots of big stuff coming for the team. We can't wait to share some upcoming exciting announcements. So tune in each and every week. But till next week, guys, from myself, Rowan Lee, love you, bye.